We made this. There she is right there. That's me at Thermopolis. Glamour. Romance. Fame. Mia Thermopolis had it all, but only in her dreams. As always, this is as good as it's gonna get. Her real life was completely ordinary. You're way tense. But now, something's about to happen. Your grandmother called. This is the first time she's ever contacted us. What you want? That will change everything. I am queen of Genovia. Whoa, whoa. And you are princess. Shut up. Just in case, I'm not enough of a freak already. What's that, Tiara? I can teach you to walk, talk, sit, stand like a princess. Let the work begin. We don't slump like this. It's a question of taste. Princesses never cross their legs in public. Tuck one ankle behind the other. A matter of grace. Oh, oh! What kind of dancing do you do? Where is the beautiful girl? My granddaughter Amelia. And a chance Attack. to make all her dreams come true. Only Paula can take this and give you much better. Walt Disney Pictures presents Anne Hathaway and Academy Award winner Julie Andrews. Do you think she can do it? I have no doubt. The Princess Diaries. I would like to propose a toast. Welcome to Without a Mouse Podcast, the podcast where we watch and review the obscure and forgotten live-action Disney movies on the hunt for a hidden gem. That's how it's supposed to be said. Okay, fair enough. I'm Tim. Hello. Hi, Tim. <laughs> I'm that knobhead's Chris. Hello. <laughs> and uh, we've got a very special uh, episode today because it's our first episode with a guest. So we'd like to introduce my good friend, Grace Ormsby. Hello. Uh, if you've ever been ill in Grimsby, you might have, uh, <laughs> between the years of... It's been ten years. <laughs> I've been there ten... ten years. Really? Yeah, ten years. Yeah, so if you've ever been ill in Grimsby in the last ten years, you might have heard a dulcet tones over the hospital radio. <laughs> if if you even knew the hospital had a radio, which I didn't when I was in from having my tonsils mm-hmm. out. Or at least I hadn't... How are you supposed to listen to it? I don't know how it... Well, I've not been there for a couple of years because I went off and had a baby. But the last I heard, it was on the Hospedia unit that you get, and you can listen to the radio for free. And we're on channel one. To be star four double oh four, you can ring up on right. your handset, and you can get a request in. And... To be fair, I was drugged off my tits when I was oh, in yes, there. Oh yes, you were. So like, <laughs> maybe I was listening and didn't even remember. <laughs> so, what sort of music do we play on hospital radio? We play all sorts. So. 
it's very like compass, I would probably say, very yeah. middle of the road things. Occasionally, um, on the request that hour, we will get like Metallica, <laughs> Marilyn Manson, Slipknot sometimes, and it's just like, okay, let's try and find one that isn't scared, going to scare people. I was going to suggest something like ringing and suggest some like Viking metal, something <laughs> <laughs> exclusively for an hour. It'll just be lots of um, fake names asking for Jimmy Eat World and Limp Biscuit. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we let Grace pick the film. Yay! Because of her being the guest, it seemed very, uh, the, you know, the most polite thing to do. Of course, thank you. It would, we didn't want it to feel like a punishment coming on this show, for one thing. Yep. Although, um, just to stress, this is Tim's choice, in actuality. It's my go next. Yeah, which is uh, great. Oh, before we actually get into the film, update on the um, <laughs> on the Lego minifigures that went missing about two weeks ago. Because, uh, for Grace, who doesn't know, I uh, bought... Chris, a minifigure from my holiday when I went to London, haven't a clue where I've put it. Oh, no. So, um, I haven't found it. I placed an order on (laughs) 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 Lego.com. And luckily, they arrived this morning. Fantastic. I've I've even bought one for you, Grace. Oh, thank you. uh, So, these are the uh, Lego minifigurines from their uh, Disney line, their season two. So, guest gets to pick first. Oh, I'll go for the middle one. Right, there you you. go, Chris. I'll go for this one. Is there a unicorn in here? No foley work this time. This is real crinkly. (laughs) Right, let's see. um, Kirsty got one, and she got Hades from uh, (gasps) Hercules. Oh, fantastic. Jealous! Let's see what's got then. (laughs) I've got Jasmine. Oh, I've got a man. He's bald. I've got Chip and or Dale. <laughs> I've got Jafar! That's Look cool. Why did they put solid tape on the, on the guides to what it actually is? I mean, oh, um, Kirsty was saying her guide didn't even have her figure on it, which is a bit odd. <laughs> Sorry, we're just going to be quiet for the yeah, next five minutes. Just while while just play with Lego. Okay, I'm still so trying to establish who I've actually got. It is. I I haven't a clue which is which when it comes to Chip and Dale. No, I don't. They both look the same. There's no names on here. I've got no idea. For one with the red nose, whichever that is. I think yes. that might be uh, it. Chip. I mean, going by branded alone, you think you put Chip and Ben Dale on? A bit on like the how Ant and Deck always stand yes. together. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to confuse anyone, do we? Uh, oh, he does look very evil and sinister. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got Jasmine. Oh, look, she's got a little dog. She's got a little, yeah, she's got a little bird. Uh, Dale's got a swag bag, which is good. <laughs> this is the same bag that we used on the troll minifigure from like Service 15. I collect Lego. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a Harry Potter one, troll or... No, just, oh, like, it was like a Halloween themed one. So oh, right. there's like a zombie one and a witch one. All that is like really cool. I but, really, I still really want to buy the Steamboat Willie set. It's so good. I think you should, and I think we should do a Patreon, uh, <laughs> a live stream. Let's build a GoFundMe. Yeah, Please so, buy me this Lego set. So, I would do it. Have so, you seen this Steamboat Willie? Yes, I think it's ace. I love the fact that it's all in black and white and and, and everything. I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. 
I was saying on the other episode that I've seen it built up and it's pretty <gasps> hefty and it looks... Because it was in the Lego shop. Oh, but, of course. Yes, it would have to be. Oh, Kirsty was saying today as well, she really she really wants to buy the uh, massive Lego Death Star. Oh, God. That, that's like 600 quid, is it's it? It's something daft, yeah. The um, Millennium Falcon, which is also on display with Lego Start Minute, is 750 quid. I swear we talk well, about Lego as frequently as you talk about wrestling on Cinematory. Yeah. If you enjoy this bit, you know, then get in touch, let us know, and we'll change this to a Lego building podcast. <laughs> get in touch at parent four one parent trap four one one on Twitter. I'm thinking of selling all my old Lego because I've got like boxes and boxes of it upstairs. Have you got any complete sets in there? There are some complete sets in there if you can dig them out. Like, let me have a look. There's um lot. What, what did I collect? I was a huge Lego kid. Like, that was all I did until I discovered video games. So, uh, what did I used to have? Obviously, the Star Wars. Uh, the Cowboys and Indians stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, like, the time-travelling ones. Did you remember them? Yes. Yeah, With, right. like, it was almost like... Um, uh, the wheels would turn and then, like, loads of shit would, like, move about on the thing. Yeah. No, I have no idea where I was going to say, like, <laughs> I couldn't decide if you looked like you... Remembered or not? No, nope, I have no idea. Um, oh god, I used to. I, I think the only set I had when I was younger was the Lego Knights one. I think it was like oh, a, yeah, it was like yeah. a castle, and I think it was like a hand me down for my dad or something like that. I had a hand me down castle from my uncle. Yeah, it was one one from like the seventies, and must have been. it didn't come with any instructions, so we just <laughs> built it different every time. But anyway, yeah, let's get yeah Prince. Uh, well, Grace, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> spoiler alert. Well, Grace, would you like to introduce the film, Princess Diaries? <laughs> <laughs> So, what made you decide to pick this film? Because I love it. <laughs> like, who doesn't want Julie Andrews to be their, you know, grandmother, and then for them to just be like, oh, hello, um, I'm, I'm a queen, and, and you're a, a princess of, of a, an imaginary country. Ha <laughs> ha. That's a brilliant uh, Julie Andrews impression. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, to be fair, like, absolute best bit of this film is Julie Andrews in every bloody scene. Oh my she's gosh, in. yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. And I like the, the hints of um, Pretty Woman as well. There's two two people in there who were in Pretty Woman. Yes, I was reading up about this on IMDb because uh, the, it's the same director as yes. Pretty Woman, which yes. I didn't realise. Did mm-hmm. you know that, Chris? Nope. Well, that's a little fun fact I, for I've, you. I've never seen Pretty Woman. Um, <gasps> Sorry. That's another film that I've only ever seen once. Isn't it your dad's favourite film? That's weird that you remember. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. my dad, my dad's VHS collection when I was a kid was two VHSs, which was a special edition VHS of The Exorcist and the VHS of Pretty Woman. Both of them were bought for him by people because he told different people that they were his favourite film, and both times when he opened them as gifts, he was like, why the hell have you bought me this? <laughs> <laughs> My dad has a very strange relationship with films. He watches, he'll watch them once, decide they're his favourite film, and never watch them again. And I've, he never used them. He never watched them. Even though they're, like, supposedly his favourite film. <laughs> How strange. I'll say... Two very different films as well. It's not yeah. like, oh, I really yeah. like Dirty Dancing and Pretty Woman. The Very Exorcist. That, that is a double bill. <laughs> in one night in a cinema screen. I'd go for that. That can be our uh, first Patreon bonus. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a screening of the, those with their... The uh, question um, is, which way would you do it? Which which one would open the double bill? 
Um, Would you like to? Pretty start? Woman lull everyone into a false sense of security, <laughs> security, not tell them what the second film is, and then just like bam, Exorcist. Brilliant. That would be pretty good. So, what is your relationship with Disney in general? So, like, on a scale of Chris to Tim, <laughs> where do you put yourself on the scale? Um, I, I wouldn't say I'm I'm a Tim. I'm definitely not a Chris. I would probably... <laughs> I'm not sure you'd be offended by what In the middle. All right, fair maybe, enough. If yeah. not teetering on the edge of a Tim. Okay. Because I do love Disney. And... Teetering on the edge of a Tim. That's the name of my biography. When... <laughs> I do. I really do love Disney. We went there for our honeymoon, me and Tom. I was going to say it can't, with a family how, and everything. How long ago was that? That's not that long. It'll ago. It'll be two years in October yeah. that we went. So, so you won't have gone when Pandora was open. Nope, nope. Um, it was. I remember as Chris is just looking like completely... Universal. I think it was, um, and we saw Volcano Bay being built, and we were just like, Oh, oh cool! Oh, this looks like it's going to be a mountain of some sort. And then mm. when we came back, they were just like, Oh, we're making a new water park. It's called Volcano Bay. I was watching some videos of people at Volcano Bay the other day, and it does look amazing. It I, does look amazing. We're not. We haven't planned to go because we're going. When we go next year, we're doing basically just a Disney holiday, and that's Universal Studios. Is, mm-hmm. So. Um, and we get two theme parks included with Disney, so we're just not going to bother this time. Mm-hmm. We might go next time we go, but it looks so good. It does. It does look very good. But it's still very new, so maybe the next time you go, people will just be like, they'll be onto something else, yeah. like Star Wars. Yeah, because one thing was like the wait times, considering it's literally just for a water slide, some of the wait times were over an hour to get on a mm-hmm. water slide, which is yeah. a bit mad. Yeah. So... Yeah, hopefully it'll. Yeah, by the time we eventually get round to going to Volcano Bay in like five years' time, it'll it would have, have died down. down a bit. Yes, and it, w- it won't be such a long wait. Anyway, hello, Chris. Hi. Uh, hello. <laughs> I-, I went to Pleasure Island once. It was okay. I bloody missed. Well, no, I don't bloody miss Pleasure Island. I, I always think I do, but I don't. I, I tell you, I, I went every single summer uh, for a while, I and mean, then like for the last time, it got to about one o'clock, and I just. I went with my sister just tell and said, a bit bored, it'll go home. Like, yeah. The thing for me was, because I get motion sickness, because uh, it's such a small park, every single ride just spins around. Yeah. Because uh-huh. there's no space for anything larger. Um, and so I couldn't, literally cannot go on anything. Uh, <laughs> what ride. Go, well, every so often someone Apart would convince... the swans. Yeah, I'd go on the swans, I'd go on the Tinkaboo factory, and then I'd go home. Like, <laughs> I only ever went to Pleasure Island when it was in a big group. I would never choose to go. Oh. Except one year I went for my, I think it was my 14th birthday, and uh, my mum beforehand was like, whatever you do, don't go on anything that spins. I was like, no, it'll be fine. Very first ride my friends got me on was the Condor. Oh, which Christ. is literally not only does it spin but it goes like 50 feet in the air yeah. <laughs> oh, no. and then my mum had to come and pick me up because yeah. like <laughs> mum I made a mistake and that was the last time I ever went to Pleasure Island oh as well there was like a kids show that w- with Aladdin that we were all looking yes. forward to going to and like it had an age range of like up to 13 or something and we went with my, me and my cousin when we were about 13 when we got in it was literally just a man dressed as Aladdin uh, singing Old MacDonald's Farm <laughs> um. <laughs> and like so there's my whole family sat there like just looking at each other like what the fuck is going on like <laughs> they got the age range a bit wrong on that one just a tad Anyway, Princess Diaries. Yes. Um, so, as uh, 
has become a bit of a custom. I have written down the um, description on the Disney Life streaming app okay. of the film. Okay. Which is a socially awkward but very bright 15-year-old girl being raised by a single mum discovers that she is the princess of a small European country because of the recent death of her long-absent father who, unknown to her, was the Prince of Genovia. <laughs> Which is uh, all right. Calm down. We haven't started yet. I know, but it's getting exciting. <laughs> oh, but, so so it's in Europe then? Yeah, it never really. I think it says it maybe once in the whole film. But um, I thought this was like a very lengthy description yeah. mm-hmm. that like is not really needed. Mm. Like once we get to the because of the recent death of her long absent yeah. father, who unknown to her was the Prince of Genovia. You could probably have cut all of that out. So mm-hmm. Surely it's like a. An awkward scene finds out she's the princess of a kingdom or something like that. That's all you need, all you yeah. Need, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're listening to Disney or Disney Life, hire me to be your uh, description writer. But yeah, um, so we're in for an hour and 55 minutes this time. Quite long, considering some of the other films we've watched. I must admit, I because I've never seen this before until uh, this screening, and we're sort of at hour 55 mark. Bear in mind, when we're recording, it's in the middle of a heat wave. <laughs> yes. And, and like, sat there, the TV's like, blown out all this heat, and we're just like, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, we're actually uh, recording on the hottest day in British history, because the Earth is dying. Yep. Yes. Hooray! <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. So, uh, we're all a bit worse for wear, I would say. Yeah. We're all a bit tired. I am actually tired. I, I do apologise. Uncomfortable. I literally had, uh, I managed to have a shower just before you guys arrived. So. Thank you. Yeah, so, The Princess Diaries. Um, me and Kirsty had to really wrestle Disney life to actually work. It took about five attempts. And when it did, the first minute and a half of the film was strobing. Really badly. And um, we tried turning the telly off a million times and it was still doing it. So I think it was actually the film that they've put up <laughs> and not checked is just strobing for the first minute. How weird. Yeah. Or do you think it's because they're coming out with Disney Plus very soon anyway? We're just going there. Yeah, we they don't, don't. We don't need to modify this we don't whatsoever. Care. For the first time ever, I actually saw something that said new underneath it. And I've <laughs> never seen anything new turn up on the app. So maybe they are still giving a shit until... Ooh. Until the new one starts, I don't know. What was it? Was it a new episode of Girl Meets World? It was a Disney Channel TV show I'd never heard of. Oh, okay. It must be the only thing that's making them any money at the minute. Yeah, it's funny enough, I had to look through like uh, on the Sky uh, TV planner the other day, and I thought, okay, let's see what's going on these days with like Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. Just I look at it, just like, is this an alien language? What do these shows even mean? What's going on? There's this very specific wacky like animation style that is now for everything. Yeah. Everything looks the same. I, I mean, like back in our day, like everything looked really different, but mm-hmm. not yeah, anymore. Yeah. Like every everything looks the same. Anyway, bloody computers. I was going to say oh. we we just sound like old farts now, don't we? <laughs> back in my day, yeah. So opening, um, well, I say credits, but it's just the opening titles. Shot over um, some scenic views of San Francisco. Mm. And there is a convoy driving through the town, like a political convoy with some little flags on the cars. Um, And then we get to the home of our main character. I love that. Whose mum is shouting, don't don't be late for school, you shit. 
yeah, it's because they live in a firehouse. They do. Mm. It's amazing. Although, what I did like is that in the first shot, you think, oh, bloody hell, you know, they're poor as shit, you know. You can, your head's basically hitting the roof, you know, from the angle when you see outside the window. Yeah, they, yeah. Then, like, oh, it's a cramped little bedroom. Like, oh, what a shame, you know. But she's going to find riches soon when she turns around. And it's, like, massive fuck-off art studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Huge. pole as a staircase. Yeah. Yeah, about 80% of the property is a, is just one massive art studio, mm-hmm. isn't it? But, yeah, um, our main character, played by Anne Hathaway, she has a fireman's pole to get out of her bedroom mm-hmm. to slide down, which is pretty cool. And then she leaves for school on her electric scooter, um, Oh, we've got to mention at the top, but this film came out in 2001. So having an electric scooter means obviously back then that she's a weirdo <laughs> rather than being energy conscious. Yes. Uh, so I know scooters were big around that time. I'm sure I had a scooter in 2001. Yeah, but we were like 11 and there would have been like push scooters. A bit yeah. different to an electric one. Fair enough, fair enough. The invention of those shitty like folding scooters was about that time, wasn't it? You are, yeah. Yeah, I, I had one and it, ha- it had a bag and... Can anyone was... remember what the Tony Hawk's like, uh, spin-off game was called? Who was the famous well, scooter person? Oh, well, yeah, I, I thought you were going to mention about Sean Power's pro snowboarding. That's just <laughs> very niche. No, I can't, I can't remember. I can't remember. Was there a scooter version of it? There's always a scooter version yeah, of anything. Hell. I can't remember if it had a star. Maybe it didn't even have a star. Maybe no. it didn't. So, one thing I did notice in this school of it was over credits, like one of the weirder credits I've seen yet. Executive producer Whitney Houston. Yes, <laughs> yes, there is out there um, behind the scenes footage of her like throwing a birthday party for somebody, and she sang happy birthday for them. Yeah. Like how lovely! Oh, uh, so did she actually put money in, or was this her fee for coming in and singing a nice song for everyone. I'm assuming she put yeah. some money in. I didn't hear any Whitney Houston in the actual film, to be no, fair. No, I didn't. Maybe, no. maybe, maybe she just liked this film. Maybe she liked the book. Because it is based on a book. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, like, uh, Disney just really owed her a weird favour. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we get to Mia's school and a boy sits on her because he doesn't even see that she's there. Which is setting up that obviously she is a dork that nobody knows about, nobody notices. She's so pretty. Um, yeah, she, she's wearing Doc Martens and knee-high socks and things like which she's got a plate. Which is it plaid skirt plates? Yeah. yeah. So again, it's played up as her being a weirdo in two thousand and one, mm. but all of these things are kind of. Like cool now. It's fashion now, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Fashion. <laughs> like even her hair, you could argue, like these days. Yeah, and her eyebrows as well. Like it's all about yeah. The she's eyebrows got thick for eyebrows. Ma- for makeup now, and it's just like you know. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's so bizarre. So, so she's a trendsetter, then, is what we're she to is. Say. Yeah, she really is. It's this typical teen rags to riches story where they get a ridiculously uh, attractive, glamorous star, and then. Ugly them up so it's easy for them to then like have a glow up later. Yes. Oh, it will get into the big reveal later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we meet her friend Lily, who is also a weirdo. <laughs> and again, like she's a bit of a greb, isn't she? That's all she is. <laughs> yeah, she's a stinky grebo. <laughs> she's got little uh, multiple coloured clips in her hair, top knot, crazy she's, teeth. She's like so wacky. Yeah, and she cares about the world. What a yes. weirdo. My my note that I put was that she just kind of looks British. 
<laughs> she does. <laughs> she does. Yeah. Like she doesn't look weird. She just looks like she's from a different country. Like, <laughs> she's not though, or at least I don't think the actress is. But I, yeah, I don't think she is. Um, and then there's a we see a shot of a cool couple snogging, and uh, our main character Mia, she's fantasizing about kissing the boy. Is it the blonde guy? Blonde curtains yep. guy. Do you know who he is? Haven't a clue because I wasn't a girl I in two thousand one. On, but I don't think you're on about the same film I'm going to mention. He plays Sid in Toy Story. What the fuck? Yes, oh, does he? He does. Shut the front door. He plays Sid in Toy Story. This is why we got you on. Yes. <laughs> I've more facts. I've not had a chance to watch it since I mentioned it to Tim that I really wanted to do this, and I've not made any notes. So this is yeah, all you were on very, memory. You were very naughty, weren't you? You didn't do your homework. I'm, no. I'm very sorry. I'm a child and work, uh, but I've been managing. Oh, I can remember this. Look, it's no excuse having a child or a job. Like, getting on your friend's obscure podcast that nobody listens to is far more important. Exactly. I'm sorry, I will remember to do it another time. Just so though, I know him from a film called Brink, which was an original Disney Channel film in about 1997 about a bunch of people who liked to rollerblade. And now you know. Well, if me and Kirsty were really struggling for a, a decombobulated episode... Maybe Brink's the next one. Mm-hmm. I, I want a guest on that podcast. <laughs> you, you want a guest on the podcast that you're a, a host it's of? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that for when we're really, really struggling. Yes. <laughs> when we're really struggling for content. Yeah, yeah so we go to uh, the debate class mm-hmm. um, where Mia has to do a rebuttal in favour for school uniforms. Which obviously is a shit thing to have to do anyway, because who wants a school uniform? Yeah. They've got like this really, um, it's quite a posh school, isn't it? It's a prep school, I think mm. it is. Yeah. Very then... Catholic school. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's putting in a rebuttal for, uh, for school uniforms, um, gets really nervous and runs out to throw up. And obviously everyone's laughing at her. Yeah. Poor girl. We're kind of having to rattle through because one thing about this film is there are so many scenes to this film. Every scene is about 30 seconds long, and then it's like, bam, straight into the next bit. So there's going to be a lot of waffling to get yes. through the plot. It's weirdly. just like Gilmore Girls, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's Very ki- it quick, is, quick, quick. It is kind of set out, it is structured a bit like a TV show in a way, um, in that they cut between two scenes often. So mm-hmm. you'll, be, you'll be in the middle of one thing going on, and they'll keep cutting back to other things, just like they do with TV. But yeah. yeah. Um, so then from the debate, we see Maya at work, where she works at a rock climb centre. And that's about it, really, about well, that. Yeah, her well, mom... like a, a mum shows up, you know, we yeah. go, oh, debate class went a bit shit then. And yeah. then mentions that uh, grandma wants tea. Yes, yes. grandma's coming to town. She wants tea. And she lives in Europe. Yes. <laughs> see, they do mention Europe. I completely miss that. Um, and this mum gives like a little throw away a side saying that grandma's the reason her and her dad got divorced. Mm. But not in a boo hey sorry. <laughs> no, they just broke up. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to school. This is what happens a lot in this film is we go scene, school, scene, school, yeah. scene, school, scene, school. See, for this bit, I didn't scene, even... Scene, school. <laughs> I, I didn't even note down the uh, this bit at school because I just watched it and I thought, well, all right then. <laughs> Every scene has at least one tiny little 
point that's important to the plot. Mm-hmm. But like, so it, again, it's a bit like the parent trap where it is a lengthy film. There's a lot going on, but everything is kind of still important. Mm. Which I love make... those films. Have you, have you watched parent trap recently? Uh, no. Well, our new episode that went up on Saturday was about parent trap. Mm. So you can listen to it. Well, I will. Just a note for anyone listening, that was about four Saturdays ago. <laughs> that we recorded it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's ages ago. I about to say, I think this is August uh, 17th when this goes out. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for everybody that's been listening and actually tweeting us about uh, the new yeah. <laughs> the Parent Trap episode. It's nice to know people are actually listening. And now that we're on a Twitter account, that isn't spamming the shit out of you. Isn't that right, Tim? <laughs> yes, we've got, an, as of uh, yesterday, we have a new Twitter account. Um, so if you're ever interested in tweeting at us or following what we're up to, the new handle is Podwam. Yep. <laughs> P-O-D-W-A-M, Podwam. Podwam. Yeah. And, Which uh, I think is pretty catchy. I think it is. And for when it's not Parent Trap four one one. No, I was going to say yeah. uh, and uh, follow Parent Trap four one one when Tim inevitably gets locked out of that account as well. <laughs> <laughs> What's the four one one? Right here we go. Where were we? School. Yeah. She's gone back to school. Is she going? Is it? The, oh, it's, um, it's banned. Banned, banned practice. practice. Oh, and this is where we meet Robert Schwartzman on the piano. Is he related to Jason's? Yeah. Jason Swart- Sh- the d- the Schwartz. Jason Schwartzman. Yes. Yeah. Yes, right. Because they've got similar hair. Yes. <laughs> they look very similar. Look very similar. And I think that there is a relation with Nicolas Cage. I think they're like. Oh, Chris is listening. Oh. Cousins or something. <laughs> yes, or? that's right. Yeah, they are. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realise he was Which... related to. But as soon as you. Which means that it must be also a distant relation to Francis Ford Coppola as well. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, that is true. Yeah. Because everyone's one degree away from Nicolas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you mean is like the hereditary line. <laughs> Lots of inbreeding in Hollywood. It's a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so Mia plays the bass drum. Um, pretty boy Josh, who we saw earlier snogging, he's on the piano. Yep. But he's also on the piano with this... Oh, no, no, he's not in this scene yet. Michael, he comes in the next scene. Oh. Because there's too many bands in this. There is. <laughs> um, yeah, so then from there they go to choir practice. There we go. And then coming in on the piano is another boy, Mr. Schwartzman. Michael! I, yeah, a.k.a. Michael. Um, and basically the very last shot of this scene is Michael on the piano staring long- longingly M- at Mia. Mia. And um, she has no idea. And I'm like... God's sake, woman! Take your eyes off the blonde and look at the brunette. That's that's the way girls are, though, isn't it? If, oh! there's, a, if there's a blonde in the way, they don't see the brunette. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, you sound like that men are I was halfway through that, and I was like, "This is a pointless thing to say." <laughs> I'm just going to carry on. Next scene: Mia turns up at this big house. Uh, which we find out later is the consulate for Genovia. Genovia. When she enters, there's a butler, there's a security guy, classical music playing. It's all very posh. Looks like uh, Donald Trump's living room. It's all very fancy. A bit less gold, though. Um, and who should walk in but Mary Poppins herself? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Let's just have a little moment of contemplation. For the wonder that is just Julie Andrews. She's just ace. You can just smell her. <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what does she smell like, she Grace? She smells clean. Uh, what, 
Yeah, I suppose. I, I yeah. just think that just smells of happiness. Maybe like some like a peach pomegranate sort of. Yes, like summery with a hint of like old lady. She tastes well, like, like a this... nice old lady, not like musty pea old lady. <laughs> so she tastes like the squash that we're drinking. Yes, yes. This Tesco peach and grape squash. Yes, she's lovely. <laughs> Just lovely. Practically perfect in every way. And she is, yes. She really is. Uh, and yeah, Mia's uncoordinated and clumsy and knocking shit over. And basically, this is her grandma, Queen Clarice Rinaldi. And Queenie gives um, Mia Queenie. a. <laughs> she, she gives her a pendant with a Genovian crest on, and they have some tea where they're basically discussing her dead dad. Uh, dead parent alert straight away. Dead dad, dead dad. Which is a very common thread in Disney films. Yeah, there's always a dad or It's basically. It's always for one of two purposes. It's either to give a character a purpose, but it also has the benefit of them not having to pay for two actors to play their parents. That is true. I think we should keep a tally on how many dead dads we've had in these films, though. We should. We need a tally of dead dads, car chases. Summer camps. Yeah, summer camps. Not only dead parents, but staring longingly at a photograph of a dead parent. Oh, yes. Because that happens in Cool Runnings and this film. (laughs) So two films in a row we've had a dead parent photo. the picture of her dad, Mia's dad, is actually Anne Hathaway's dad. Yes, I did know that. Yes. That was on the umdubba. Umdubba. It's it's sad to hear that Anne Hathaway's dad has died. (laughs) Has he really? No. <laughs> in the film, yeah, so. That would make the film a lot darker if his. Really, really would be. Like, I feel need to put that's a very, Wikipedia. That's not Disney. <laughs> yeah. Really not Disney. But obviously, Mia is just. She, like, don't believe that she's a princess. She don't believe. Shut up! Yeah, that's, that's what she says. Shut up! Uh, and uh, obviously, Queenie gets a bit shocked that she says that because it's a bit rude, isn't it? It's all about being posh in this place. Like, gee whiz, gosh Wally, I think one of the people end up saying to her, she's like, oh yes, yes, yes. So by the end of this scene, it is decided that Mia is going to have to take lessons to be a princess. Mm. And then that's where the film is going. That's our act one done. Hooray! This is where if we were a bigger podcast, we would put an ad break. (laughs) (laughs) Do you need water? (laughs) Water from the tap. Yeah, I do. I really do today. Fucking hell. Then get some water. This is an ad for water. Get 10% off your water with a code. Water. <laughs> get 10% off your water by pouring less into your glass. <laughs> um, so the Queen of Genovia asks her head of security to uh, protect Mia. Mm. <laughs> and the head of security, considering like everyone else has these really posh uniforms, he rocks in with like a leather waistcoat and shades on and jeans. Mm. Looks like a badass. It looks like he's off to a Judas Priest gig. Yeah, he just kind of didn't look like the kind of person who would actually be talking to a queen directly. No. <laughs> like, you'd think there would be a person in between these two characters, mm-hmm. but yeah, she's talking to him directly. To a commoner. Yeah, and though, so Mia, Mia goes home. And she's like, what the fuck, mum? Why have you never told me that um, I was a queen? 
Uh, I was a princess, sorry. And this is the exact kind of anger that I wanted out of Lindsay Lohan and Lindsay Lohan yeah. when it turned out that she'd, they'd been separated from each other in the parent trap because no one ever gets angry about that, no, Grace. I get very... Because com- I thought about this. Yeah. Why, 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 why would you separate your children? And, and no, speaking... That, that was my favourite. I'll take that one. And you, you, you have a legit... You know, speaking as an actual mother now... As a mother. <laughs> well, what you should do is have another one. Then you can decide which one you would keep. Please, I've got three cats. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't separate them. I, could, I can't say to Tom, right, you, now you take Mac <laughs> and I'll take Cloud and Galaxy. He'd be like, no, you take Mac. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, oh no, I couldn't do it. Chris, if we ever split up, I'm keeping Daisy, all right? Oh, damn it. <laughs> if, if this podcast ever crumbles, the cat doesn't come with it. Uh, I best go and kidnap her right now. <laughs> As an insurance policy. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I was very glad that they got, that uh, Mia got angry at her mum. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her mum says that we met in college. And I was like, really? She met the prince of a European country at college? Um... No, you do hear about royalty, like the princes and all that, like going mm-hmm. to different universities abroad. In, in Disney films, Chris. Country. It's a tiny country as well. Yeah. yeah, all right. But I just thought, like, there were, I thought there were 101 different ways that they could have met rather than, like, college. It just felt mm-hmm. a bit. Could Disney. Ha- yeah, Disney, yeah. I was yeah. it could have been Harvard or somewhere posh. Yeah. I suppose. Um, and then as she continues uh, laying into her mum, Mia puts a retainer in for a little comedy moment of uh, lisping and spitting everywhere mm-hmm. while she's talking. Um, and this was Anne Hathaway's real retainer. Did you know that? I did know that. All right, okay. Um, and it was actually her idea to put this scene in the film as well. <gasps> I didn't know that. So there you go. Come on, Chris, you, you tell us what's going on. I've spoken a lot. I'm getting tired. It's too hot. Do you need a drink? Yeah, maybe like some water. I'll, I'll go top my drink up. One second. You get, get carry on it. without me. This is this is cool. Having a guest, I can just go and have a little break. Oh, cool. I'll see you in half an hour. And not have to pause it. Yeah, we can discuss whatever we want. Like, normally, Tim always does this, where he always cuts it all up from the final podcast. So normally, it's like half an hour of silence. That's because you say fuck all. <laughs> well. Why bother, like, having the silence at the beginning to get the ambience off the room when we just went until Tim Fox off? So anyway, the next morning... I know. I'll go over onto his mic. You okay. go over onto this one. I like how you've been on Hello. the show for about half an hour and you're ready for host. <laughs> I'm just still sat here. Hello. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. I'm now... I'm facing. I can see everything. I can see. Hello. It's, there we go. It's nice having a mic each. It is. Better. Nice not to share. Yeah. Especially in this heat. Stay away, Tim. No. He's gone quiet. Yeah, he's gone quiet. Okay. So anyway, the next morning, Amir wakes up and Julie Andrews is there already uh, mm-hmm. with her mum. And it's, she's like, yeah, no, I'm going back to bed. But they come to an agreement, basically, uh, that she won't confirm herself as the princess. Mm-hmm. And she'll make her yes. mind up at the great ball that's happening in a few weeks' time. Yes. What are you doing in my seat? Just keeping it warm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so she's going to go to some, do some lessons, have etiquette things, yeah. and e- e- elocution, electrocution, electrocution, all the rest, all, all the all the main cutions going on. Yes, I have returned. Oh, great, fantastic! 
We're doing so well without you. I have my own mic and everything. I can. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm breaking everything now. I, I, I can see in the like, analytics for this episode, just like this spike for that minute where you went. <laughs> <laughs> right, where do we get up to? What's going on? Well, they've just agreed that Amia won't confirm that she's going to become princess right. until the ball yep. the next morning. So I think we go back to school, don't we? Oh, no, we don't. we go to the limo. Yes. Yep. So um, Grandma and uh, Mia both have their own limo, mm-hmm. one each. Uh, Mia's dicking around with the partition in the middle, making it go up and down. That's funny, I suppose. A lot of the a lot of the jokes in this film I didn't find particularly funny. Oh, I did, but I think it's because I love the film, so I'm just like, mm, this is yeah. funny. It's very tween humour. If you just remind me a bit of the Simpsons, a bed goes up. Bed goes down. Bed goes up. Bed goes down. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else watches The Simpsons in here, then. No. <laughs> no. Fair enough. It's um, not been a, a long time since I've seen The Simpsons. But yeah, the um, the head of security, Joe, he is Mia's driver. And we get to school and get a really terrible bulimia joke. Which, again, this is the second time we've had a bulimia joke in our films. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, Incredible, isn't it? Yeah, we had one in... Uh, heavyweights. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we won't repeat it, but no. it was there. Um, it was very 2001. I yeah. Well, um, I mean, Mandy Moore told it, so it was very 2001. Definitely. Blonde Mandy Moore. Yeah, who... I recognise the name, but I can't think... She was a singer. Right. Um, she did a song called Candy, which is in my Spotify playlist. I still listen to it. Okay. But not that song called Candy. No, I want Candy one. Not that one. No, 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 no that one. <laughs> I was thinking of the indie pop oh, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a song called Candy. Yeah. No, not that one either. Um, I did actually send you a, some band did a cover of it. It was on the Pop Goes Punk. Oh, right, yeah. Album, and I think I've sent it to you before. Punk, punk Goes Pop. Punk Goes Pop, yeah, yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. I'd much rather hear Pop Going Punk. punk. Like, yes, that would be fun. <laughs> Justin Bieber singing like... Anakin the UK. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she did that, and she's also the voice of Rapunzel in Tangled. Ah, right, okay, that is a thing I'm aware mm. of. So she to still has a career. She'd, oh, yeah, she's a singer, and um, have you heard of A Walk to Remember? No. Oh, she was. She I was don't in walk, that. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> she was in that. She's been in a few films, and I, I love Mandy Moore. I think she's ace. Fair dues. And then uh, we learned that Mia can't sport. Surprise, surprise. What was the first? First one is uh, baseball. Yeah, but yes. baseball. I've had a bit of football. <laughs> Literally, the only note I've put for that scene is Mia can't sport. So <laughs> loads of sport can't do it. But yeah, we've got a lot of baseball in our films as well, haven't we? That seems to pop up quite a bit. It's American yeah. though, isn't it? Baseball? Oh, or just American sports in general yeah. because yeah. you've had like Gus kicking footballs. Yeah. And oh, what was the other one that I've done recently? Obviously the bobsledding, that don't really count. <laughs> I don't think that's the all American sport bobsled. Oh, yeah. And then uh we get a bit of a weird scene after school with Mia and I can't remember her friend's name. I've gone blank. Lily. Thank, thank you, Lily. That to me, a lot of it seems dubbed in post because there was a really weird shot where the camera light goes down to just looking at their ankles. 
Right. And there's all sorts <laughs> of quite obvious dubbing going over on. Yeah. No idea why. I don't know what the original scene was, but it gets in a bit of dialogue. Yeah. And then we go to Doc's Garage, which is um, Mia. Did you mention Mia's car earlier on? Her baby. We forgot. Oh, yeah. She, um, she's got a 66 Mustang, which uh, she hasn't fully paid for yet at Doc's Garage, um, where there is a band rehearsal yeah. going on. Just to know, she's got a car. She's 15 years old. That's America, though. You can you can legally drive at fifteen. At fifteen, yeah. I thought it was sixteen. You're a child. No, fifteen um, is when you first start getting driving lessons and Driver's ed, shit. Because I was first shocked to find out watching, um, oh, what's it called, Modern Family, mm. because um, one of the characters in that, when they're fifteen, they learn to drive. No wonder there's all these TV shows called like America's Greatest Car Crashes. Yeah, that's <laughs> where children <laughs> drive. Children are just driving cars. <laughs> Cordelia would have been 15 when uh, she lost when her she lost vision. Sight. Exactly. I was thinking of exactly <laughs> that scene. <laughs> My eyes! When she just drives into the wall. God, they were 15 in that first series. Bloody hell. Yeah, 15, 16, first mm. series, yeah. Oh, God. I, I'm literally twice her age. I know, that's crazy, isn't it? Ugh. I was thinking the other day, I last went to Disney World when I was 15, so I'm twice as old as when I last went to Disney World. Oh, wow. Because I was listening to um, a CD that I bought when I was in Florida and imagining what I would say about it if I was on Pick a Disc. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Because our friend Matt has uh, a podcast called Pick a Disc. Oh. Um, and I've already been on one, but I said I might do another one if he's Is desperate. this like Desert Island Disc? Kind of. You, yeah. you, ju- you just pick a pick an album that you want to talk about for whatever reason. So, mm. Did you talk about Jimmy World? Of course I did. <laughs> I'll send you the link. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime I see anything about Jimmy Eat World now, I just tag Matt in it and he's going to get so pissed off. Like, <laughs> I could talk to you five, for an hour about a CD of five, a band. <laughs> five years down the road when I'm still like sending him links to stuff. He'll just... He's just going to try and log on to Twitter one day and wonder why he's been locked out of his account. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Actually, bleed, uh, Jimmy at World's Bleed American yesterday turned 18. What? Yeah. I remember that coming out. That's crazy. I remember first seeing that the single The Middle on TV. I When I saw The Middle on Kerrang, I was just like, who are these people? I know. Oh my gosh. I just loved the video. Grace likes Jimmy at World. So anyway, Limp Biscuit is chocolate starish hot dog flavoured waters. Now I'm 19. Matt preferred my album, but Chris's actual episode is doing way better for listeners than mine did. I, I think mine has twice as many as any other episode. Oh my. It's because Chris keeps going viral, you see. He's, oh, yeah. he's, he's famous, if you're into wrestling. Yeah, basically. Real live wrestlers have retweeted him. Yeah. You did the bill thing, didn't I did, you? Yeah. <laughs> I know it did, yeah. That's a mental. I did that comment about it. And everything. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah you were in shortlist, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> this is mad. You, you didn't know you were coming to meet a famous no, person. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so back to the film. Yes, it's back to the film. So we get another shot of Michael on the piano in yes. this in this in band. band. This uh, band is real, by the way. Yeah, it reminded me of something corporate because of them having a piano yes. player. Um, but um, he's got M&Ms all over his keys as he's playing, that he's just 
munching on as he goes. That plays a part later on in the film. Yes. <laughs> Majorly. That's, that's the thing. Everything in this film, like... All pieces together. Yeah, it does seem like it's insignificant little bits, but they all come back in the yeah, end. Yeah, because you think, why would you, have pian- uh, why would you have M&Ms on the piano? Surely they're just going to get in the way. Aha, wait till you see later on. Um, and yeah, so my, Mia's car is going to be finished and it'll cost another $400. Um, and Michael says that he'll do the work for free because if you hadn't guessed already, he fancies her. Mm. She's so pretty. Oh yeah, she's, she's all right. She's so pretty. Back to the consulate. So this is it. Like Every scene is like two minutes long mm-hmm. at most. It's like we get to this brand new scene, we meet three new people and then bang, we're off to the consular again. Yep. Um, Mia breaks the finger off a statue, lol. Sticks it down the statue's mouth. mouth. So it looks like she's yeah. smoking. <laughs> and then Queenie is going running down the list of things that they're going to need to improve. Her carriage, her hairstyle, complexion, eyebrows, her eyes are okay, uh, <laughs> her nails are shit and she needs to wear stockings. Not tights. Not tights. Stockings. Stockings. It's basically everything. So Chris is now going to give us a lowdown of the differences between stockings and tights. Um. So tights. Uh, I should know this. I watched last week. No, can't remember. Stockings are separate. I th- well. Oh, tights are. I thought tights were all all in one. Yeah. And then stockings would be like one big sock. Yeah, that was I'm like sure that's what they used the, to be, in, wasn't it? Yeah, but when you watch Late, later on, later she's, in in the, the, she's getting Jane. So this is, and she's putting on a pair of tights. This is one of the notes that I had was, I'm pretty sure she ends up wearing a pair of tights yes. later on. That are given to her by the Genovian consulate. Yes, so unless Americans have got that wrong as well, like this was the first, football and soccer, yeah. then I don't, I don't know. Well, to be fair, this is the first time I've ever heard an, the word tights used in an American film. As well. But it's by a British woman, though. Yeah. So, stockings, like, when you leave a toilet, is it, like, really difficult? You have to, like, take it all off as well, and... Well, what I thought were stockings are basically just, like, tight. And the socks are socks, but they go all the way up here. Mm. Yeah. And they're, like, tight. They're, like... So, so stockings would be easier than tights, because you wouldn't have to take them off. No. To go for a wee-wee. No. But when you wear tights, you... Do, unless you wear a special type of tights <laughs> that you can get from particular shops. I was only lolling, but this is this is a fascinating <laughs> conversation now. About I'm enjoying time. this. Yeah, there you go. Even we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, so we get a, a montage of Julie Andrews and Mia sort of mucking about teaching her how to do things sit like... down properly and you never sit like this with your legs crossed and yeah. you have to sit like this and then Mia falls onto the floor and that's how Anne Hathaway got the part because she fell off a chair yeah she actually fell off a chair in the audition yeah. and then we go back home um, where we learn and this whole scene the only thing we really learn is that um, mom is uh, dating one of her teachers and this, yes and this plot doesn't go anywhere, anywhere. no, no. Not mentioned again. I think he's been. I think you see him later on. The teacher was in an earlier scene. He's in a later scene, um, and that's it. It's not a big plot point at all. The only thing I think that they keep this in for is because right at the very end of the film, 
um, you know, spoiler alert, there's a dance and mum is dancing with a teacher. And I think it's oh, that's literally... That's what I was thinking about, yeah. There was obviously a bigger plot that was kept in with the teacher mm. and they cut it all out, but they had to keep this line in so that when it comes to the end and mum is dancing with the teacher, people don't go, what the fuck am I... What, what happened? Yeah. Did, did I fall on, asleep? Right? Did I nod off? Yeah. In the next scene, Mira's hit by balls. I think this is the... Uh, I think, <laughs> she can't do sport. Yeah, this is more sport. Yeah, still but, can't do sport. This is a football one. And uh, the bloke from uh, Brink. Yeah. Toy Story. Toy Story. <laughs> Sid yeah, Phillips. I, yeah, I think people know Brink more than Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. curtains helps her out, actually. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was a bit like... I think it's supposed to be read as he's been patronising, but to be fair, he is trying to help, I thought. Yeah, yeah I, thought, so, I saw that he was yeah, trying to be helpful. It doesn't read as a knobhead kind of thing. Or no, no. Maybe it's supposed to be that, like, maybe they could end up together. Like, Yes. Oh, he actually notices her. He, she is not invisible. Ah, yeah. Because that's maybe what she that's says. It. She just wants to be invisible. <laughs> and then uh, back in the limo, Joe makes a comment how San Francisco is weird because he went to buy me a pair of pumps and the person in the shop asked if he wanted them wrapped or was he going to wear them on the way out. But he seems pretty chill about that fact. Yes, it's, yes, it's, he did. He's not being that judgmental, so no. that's quite forward for the time. Maybe he had his stockings on underneath Maybe him. he did, to, to make himself just feel that a little bit more special. <laughs> yeah. And then we get onto all the different etiquettes, so it's like dinner and the dancing. Yep. And the one thing I noted here, so... They go, it's all the like predictable results, you know. Mia's not very good at either of them. And like her lessons finish for the day. And then Julie Andrews gets dancing with Joe the driver. Yeah. Are they a thing? Um, Is that implied? Well, then you're, you're meant to think, oh, there's a bit of chemistry there because yeah. he, like she turns it off and, or she goes to turn it off and he puts his hand on hers, I think. Mm. And there's like a, a moment mm. and you're like, oh. Could there be? Well, I just wrote... Forbidden j- love between the Queen and her driver. The peasant. The peasant. I just wrote that Joe seduces Granny. Yeah, as a type. Dirty. <laughs> uh, and then they, we're back at school again. We bump into Josh. Um, phys- like, literally bump into yes. him. And there is a red-headed guy who does a magic trick for Lily. And again, like it's things like that that are so pointless, but then they do come back later on. So mm-hmm. put a pin in the fact that there's a red-headed boy. can't remember his name. No, I can't remember his name either. No. Nope. Um, then st- literally this scene takes at maximum 20 seconds, literally that. And then we go straight back to the Genovian consulate where they send in Paolo. And this is that guy that's in everything. Yes, he is in everything. He was in Pretty Woman. He was the one who got um, Julie Julia Roberts all dressed up in her 80s, 90s. It was 91, wasn't it? And uh, it came out. So 80s slash 90s, get up. He's the oppressive father in 10 Things I Hate About You <gasps> as well. Yes, he is. He w- This guy was, um, he, he must have been on Disney's payroll because he's in... Every Disney Channel show slash ABC sitcom of the late 90s, early noughties. Yes. So 
uh, and I he honestly, was everywhere. I honestly can't remember his name, but everyone who's listening will know who I mean by mm. now. <laughs> like, Especially now that you mentioned 10 Things I Hate About You, yeah. which I'm hoping a lot of people have seen. And uh, Paolo is basically just an outdated stereotype of a camp gay European fashion stylist. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. But um, they don't go too o- OTT with it. No. Because it's a Disney film, so you can't have any gay in it. No <laughs> no homo, Chris. No homo. No, no homo. No, no homo. homo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, he he's trying to make um, Mia look nice. Uh, he's, the brush breaks in her hair. He snaps her glasses in half because she's not allowed to wear them anymore. The prick. <laughs> Again, all of these things that are absolutely acceptable yeah. in this day and age. Like, <laughs> she does she does have contact lenses, by the way. She's just not going to be blind forever. Yeah, and then he's plucking her eyebrows. One thing I did read was that the thick eyebrows that Mia has, they were glued on hair by hair every day for shooting. Yes. Rather than just like a big... Uh, a big bushy eyebrow. A, a big smithy jokes <laughs> adhesive one. And then, and then there's the final reveal of her looking done up. It's a bit cliche. It is very cliche. Yeah, yeah. But I always still go. <gasps> she goes this from. Is so pretty. It's Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. <laughs> yeah. It's Ella Enchanted. <laughs> Catwoman. To be fair, like she's earlier on, she looked fifteen. She did look fifteen. She yeah, did. She yes. did. Yeah. yeah. In real life, she was 19 at okay. this time. By the time she's finished, I think she looks about 35. <laughs> <laughs> they did age her a little bit. Yeah. It's a bit sort of like, it's quite conservative, like, mum makeup. Yes. Of well, 2001. Was going to be the princess. And yeah, it's, it's are, understandable, yeah. but yeah. And then we're back in the limo again. Uh, and Lily is... She flips a lid, basically. She loses a shit because Mia looks so different. Is it controversial yes. to say she's an absolute bellend? <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah. a dickhead. Like, she, she... She's trying to say that she's a sellout and she's not punk yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean, that, like, oh, you've got this bag, like, Mandy Moore has this bag, like, oh, you're an idiot. And she didn't even compliment her, like, oh, you you know, you've, you've done your eyebrows and, oh, your skin looks clearer. And she was going on about her hair and Michael was just like, oh, my God. <gasps> oh my god, my heart! Yeah, Michael quite liked it. He yeah. really liked it. He was like attractive. Um, like a good attractive. And obviously, Mia gets quite upset and she has a little moment with Joe once they've dropped Lily off. And Joe says, um, No one can make you feel inferior without your consent, um, which is apparently a quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, so, yeah, big up to you, Joe, you stone cold feminist. Yeah! <laughs> Love it. Good lad. Joe, Joe is a very good character. I in liked this film. Joe. Right? I liked Joe, but I liked him in Pretty Woman as well. Yeah, he was nice. So next, Mia decides to tell Lily everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she finally admits that she's a princess. Yeah, I don't think she should have done. Lily was being a dick. Yeah, to be fair. But when you're 15, your friends are everything, aren't they? Uh, Especially yeah. your girlfriends. I suppose so. If yeah. you've got girlfriends. Uh, yeah, and then Mia puts like this dorky hat on to cover all her hair up, doesn't oh, she? It's ridiculous hat. It's a, it's like a fuzzy bucket hat. It's ridiculous. Like she tucks all her hair in, and and she's like, "Oh yeah, no one's going to ask me to take this off." Of all the things that are supposed to look dorky, 
Although most of them don't look dorky by modern standards, this looks fucking dorky. She looks mm. like an idiot. She looks an idiot. It looks like she's gone completely bald. Yes, as well. she does because every every hair is is in that hat. Yeah. She looks like she's put a mouldy plant pot on her head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they get to school, and it's a pop quiz, uh, and they, she's made to take her hat off, and everybody goes, "Whoa!" So this is like really cliche reveal of her looks yeah. and I am thankful that we didn't do the slow motion of her whooshing her hair behind her yeah I think at certain points they do they, they would have gone for the cliche and then gone wait this is supposed to be a 15 year old like yeah. they, they do they're very good very restrained this film yeah mm. <laughs> and then yeah we're back straight to the consulate in the garden with uh, we're looking at the rose bushes, which are looking nice. Apparently, uh, well, I can't remember what I've why I've just put roses. I'm I'm they I'm going on nice. as if I know what I'm going to say, but <laughs> roses I don't. Really smell like ooh, ooh, ooh. I think it was like me. I was supposed to like identify different types of flowers because you know, yeah. girls, yeah. And flowers, go- and they're going to want to have extra fountains put in for the. Uh, the party that they're going to have to reveal oh, yeah. yes. to reveal Mia to the world. Then we get another little montage of her learning some more stuff. So she's learning how to wave. This was the one Hello. bit of the film that actually did make me laugh quite a it lot. It was funny. Um, that was funny. Her and Julie Andrews pretending to be in a car, doing a good old wave. Joe driving, and he puts the car into gear and when he pulls up to a stop. Yeah. We see Mia reciting some Shakespeare, which is... Ironic because Shakespeare's wife was called Anne, Anne Hathaway. Hooray! <laughs> that's some actor stuff for you. Yeah, that, that, hey, that's hey. the one use of my degree this week. <laughs> to be fair, I misremembered it. I thought it was one of Henry VIII's wives. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, she's outed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a, there's a big kerfuffle going on at the school and they're like, oh, what's going on? And but before they get to school, Michael invites her on a date. <gasps> he does! Why did I forget this? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm very yeah. very disappointed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he, he does and he doesn't. He invites... He do- he's doing a show with his band. And he's like, I'd like if you'd come. Yeah. So it's like a date. Yeah. But then she's thinking that maybe it's not a date because he didn't... He said, like, at the end, oh, so it's a date. And she was like, yeah. But she was busy waiting for Lily, who was going, guys, wait for me. One note that I made here was that um, they need to make up their mind, the filmmakers, if Mia has a security detail or not. Because when it suits the plot, Joe picks her up to take her to and from school. But when when she needs a moment alone, suddenly she's walking to school. Yeah, because Lily was really far away. And... Joe was dropping them off around the block it's so very... that they weren't being seen in, in the limo. Mm. And then Oh, so you think that they were walking from the limo? Yeah, but, yeah. Lily, yeah, but... Uh, not to raise suspicion. Yeah, yeah but Lily okay. was really far away though, so yeah. probably Lily probably got distracted by, by something shiny. Someone eating a beef burger or something yeah. like that. Yeah, probably. She's because she's so wacky. She's so wacky and out she, there. She's a vegetarian. Whoa! <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they get to school and all the paparazzi are there. Um, and so they have to hide in the principal's office mm. um, where we find out that the Queen is coming to school and the principal is very excited. Is Sandra... Oh. Sandra, Sandra O? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who's 
pretty wasted in this film. She like. really is. Very much so. I love her. Yeah. She doesn't get much to play with, does she? Not really. Um, and then um, when the Queen does arrive, <laughs> Sandra O is like copying the Queen's mannerisms and like yeah. literally any time mo- the Queen moves, she moves and does the same thing. Actually, that was pretty funny as well. That I was my that second was second laugh of the film. Um, and then again, She's I've written... shaking the teacups, isn't she? And... I've written Paolo the prick, so I, I'm guessing Paolo turned up at that oh, point. Oh, yeah, he, did he, it. he was the one who did it. He oh, was, yes, that's he right. He signed the non-disclosure thing, yes. and he, he still told everybody. Yeah. I only saw this film last night, I should remember. This is what the heat <laughs> is doing to me right now. You also have a terrible memory. Well, yeah, that's true. I can't remember why he did it now. Was it to uh, stop... It was for money, he said. It was for money, yeah. Oh, but was it by, by the evil couple that sort of appear at the end and go away again. Probably, yeah. maybe, yeah. That couple, that again, are pointless and don't do that much. Well, they probably appear in the second film, but you know. They're supposed to be like the sort of bad guy of this film, mm-hmm. but they're not, yeah. are they? Yeah. But not anyway, we haven't, we haven't got to them yet. Yeah. No, no, um, we've not. And then despite hating all sports, they're um, hanging out at a rainy basketball court yeah. In this next scene, mm-hmm. Joe like dunking baskets whilst also holding an umbrella, which is pretty pretty impressive. That's impressive, so, yeah. And then um, Lily basically asks Mia if she'll go on her cable show because apparently Lily has a cable show. Yeah, um, everyone's got one of those, don't you? <laughs> it's the uh, 2001 version of a podcast, by the looks of it. it. Is, yeah. <laughs> so. Mia agrees, not realizing that she's already double booked because mm-hmm. she said that she would go on. This date, not date with Michael. Yep. There's one thing about this scene, and I wasn't sure. So, there's a bit where they're walking up and down the rafters, yep. and they're spinning around, and then Anne Hathaway... The bleachers, points, not yeah, rafters. The bleachers. Bleachers. Yep. And Anne Hathaway spins around, but she also slips and basically falls down. Yep. That was unintentional, and they kept, kept it, it in the film. I, yeah. I thought that was the case, because I looks like I thought... Well, that's a bit rough for Oscar to do that. Because her and Lily like really laugh about it afterwards. Yeah. And that was that was it. They just because they carried on. Yeah. They kept it in the film. Yeah. And, look, and, it's, yeah. and also, I think it worked quite well because it suited Mia's character. It did. Being, yeah. Being a bit yeah. of a whoopsie daisy. Yeah. Um, and then Mia's getting really pissy and says, "Can't she quit being a a queen?" And Joe says, "No." But this is after a, the earlier scene where the Queen has said that if she wants to, she can. Yeah, so I'll say the deal is she will decide on the night of the ball that whether or not she's going to be the princess. But, oh no, she has to do what her security officer tells her. <laughs> right. Well, you don't fuck with Joe. You know, he's probably got a pair of leather gloves to go with that leather jacket of his. And his, yeah, and his tights. <laughs> leather tights. Oh, imagine wearing those in this weather. Oh. <laughs> No, I just can't. <laughs> oh my god, today, I, I've been out gardening all day, mm. like a maniac. But first thing this morning, when I went into the into the shed to get the mower, oh, it was so nice and cool in there, first thing. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted earlier, said I was going to give guided tours for like 20 quid. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And you didn't think of setting it up into a podcast studio? No. You wouldn't want to do your podcast in there, because the guests are uh, big and furry and have got eight legs, so... Nice. <laughs> I like spiders. Oh, it's, I thought it's... like two cats that are like, got together, <laughs> like some chewing gum stuck them together, something like that. It's really gross, and uh, to be fair, like it's full of actual gardening equipment, because <laughs> we've got a big garden, so we actually do need You need, it. You need that. You say equipment, I say props. <laughs> 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 We'd just act out every scene. There'd be foley work for every bit, wouldn't yeah. there? <laughs> yeah. Um, for a regular garden spade? No problem. 
And then we get to a dinner. Mm. Yes. Um, obviously practice for later on. Mm-hmm. Yep. She's wearing a very nice blue dress. She is. I love that dress. I put that it was very age appropriate. Very much so. Nice nice high collar. Very, yes. uh, very uh, elegant. Yes. No flashing of the ankles. No. Um, and then there's this, there's this ugly couple that we talked about a minute ago. Um, oh. A baron and baroness. Mm. Oh, yes. Um, and basically... It's supposed to be throwing a spanner in the works and a bit of tension because if Maya Mia doesn't become princess, they will then rule Genovia. Yes. Even though in early dialogue, if she doesn't become princess, Genovia ceases to exist, apparently. Yeah, it's all a bit vague with what's yeah. going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it would have been fine. Um, so at the meal, obviously, we're hoping that Mia won't make any mistakes uh, and then she instantly sets a man on fire <laughs> yes and that was by accident as well i think i think they were meant to but no what i looked this one up um they were supposed to set on fire but then mm. she puts out his sleeve in the ice bucket but by the time they put it in the ice bucket his sleeve the he fire was, was too fire. high up his sleeve yeah. so she then had to grab a glass of water and throw that over yes. him so that was improvised that bit was, um, yes. and but, also quite Nearly a bit dangerous, like quite casual considering the man was on fire. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then um, she doesn't understand what sorbet is, so she puts a massive spoonful in her mouth, and obviously, like, didn't realise it was frozen. She thought it was pate or some shit. That's such an American thing. Yeah, uh, it's clearly ice cream. Yes. Yeah, it's clearly. But everyone joins in though, don't yeah, they? Yeah, everyone because... pretends, acts like she's acting yeah. to uh, to save face. Yeah, and they laugh about it. Um, and yeah, whilst all of this is going on, everyone else at the table apart from Grammy is pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Like, or they're a bit rude anyway. Like, everyone's giving bad etiquette apart from Grammy, really. Yeah. Yeah, because she tries to talk to... Is it the Chinese man next to her? And he's yeah, just like, oh, I'm not interested in like this photo that you're showing yeah, me. Yeah, he just shrugs just her like, off. It's a bit rude. Like, she's 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 a bloody queen! Yeah. And then um, we try and stab some grapes with a fork, which obviously fly everywhere, um, and then causes people, some of the waiting staff, to like throw all sorts of shit everywhere mm-hmm. on yeah. top of everybody. Um, but people don't give a shit. They just laugh it off. Like, And this is... Yeah, there's this whole build-up of etiquette is the most important thing in the world, but in the modern world, it, it's just proved not to matter. Nobody cares. You know? Nobody cares. It's a very sort of new-fashioned versus old-fashioned, mm-hmm. which is arguments that I have to have with my parents all the time because they're a bit like that. Uh, Are you a renegade, are you, Tim? Yeah, I'm punk as fuck compared to them, <laughs> which is saying something because I'm not <laughs> punk at all. <laughs> Yeah, so then we get a mopey scene in the bedroom where Mia is saying sorry to her dead dad's photo. Sorry, dead dad. And again, 20 seconds and we're back to the Genovian garden. (laughs) This is what happens. Like, There'll be a 20-second scene that breaks up two scenes set in the same place. Yeah. So it's it's trying to set up that a lot of time is passing, Mm -hmm. I guess. But yeah, lots of little bits. Um... But like the next big sequence as it were is uh, showing granny how the other half live with a nice tour around San Francisco yes in her baby yeah the, uh, the collapse of old Mustang they go down the slotties don't they they, they do, do. <laughs> so yeah this is very Cleethorpe it just was get, yeah um, show granny how to use one of those arm wrestling machines yeah and uh, they have they share a corn dog 
I really want to try a corn dog. I really want to try a corn dog. It's on my list of things. Like because we're going to Disney, we made like really cheesy lists of like stupid little things that we want to do when we're there. Mm. And one of mine was eat a corn dog, just because you see them all the fucking time, and I've no idea what they taste like. Now you know where I work, which I'm not going to name this podcast. I think you can buy a corn dog there from our new store. Really? Yes, you can. <gasps> yep. But yeah, we can't mention until it's official. No, I just don't want you to my place of work on here. Oh, in case all of the plethora of fans like <laughs> storm the premises to find yeah. you. I don't even want to Chris, go. Chris works at. Oh! <laughs> yeah? We'll cut this whole bit out, don't we? Yeah. Uh, and then Mia's really struggling to drive up San Francisco's hills because they're pretty big. They're very steep. And obviously, she doesn't know how to fucking drive. Yeah. No. And she's got a ridiculously old car. And her car ends up hitting. One of the San Francisco trolleys and some some passing nuns call nine one one. Always nuns. It's always the nuns. Yeah, yeah. Not the nuns. I thought nuns were supposed to like live in a monastery or something like that. What the hell are they doing, roaming around San Francisco? It might be a modern nun. Oh, okay. Maybe. I bet San Francisco is just full of nuns. I bet there's a oh, monastery. Oh, it's somewhere. a nod to Julie Andrews and Sound of Music. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I was going to say, Fran- yeah. San Francisco is a pretty liberal city. I'm not sure nuns would approve of San Francisco. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter where they live, they don't get out much, do they? So. No, not really. Where's Sister Act set? That's that San Francisco. Oh, I don't know. I don't no, I don't think it is because it's Chicago. It's, a, it's oh. in a rundown. Yeah, it might be Chicago or something. It's a rundown Detroit. neighborhood. Is so when you say that, something I thought about Star Trek Five. I don't know why. Not Star Trek Five. Star Trek Four. The one where they rescue a whale. Oh, is that Search for Spot? No, no, uh, the Journey Home. Journey Home. That's it. Is that in San Francisco? It is. Yes. yes. For some reason, I just had an image. I've, I don't remember the film at all, but I just remember a, a whale flying past the Golden Gate Bridge or some shit. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's it. But yeah, um, they get out of um, jail by. They... It's a generic Californian convent, I believe. So it could be San Francisco then. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Found He's out. just gonna have a quick read. We'll edit this out. Aha! Uh, uh, run down San Francisco neighborhood. Look, you're not you're not allowed to say we'll edit this out. I'm the one that does the editing. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You probably will edit this out then. Yeah, because I was right, and you know you can't have that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yeah, Granny flatters um, everyone, the police officer and the trolley driver, by knighting them in the street yeah. so that they get out of going to prison. With um, her hand. No, she uses someone's battering stick. I thought it was the handbrake. Oh, is that what it was? I think it was, yeah. I thought it was uh, Mia's so, handbrake, because that's what happened. She pulled it Oh, to yeah, stop. yeah, mm. that's it. Yeah, you're right. I thought it was like a baton or something that someone had in their handbrake <laughs> for defence. <laughs> stop trying to rob me! Um, so they get back to school, and paparazzi is still there, and there's mm. a crowd forming, so Mia has to sign autographs on the way yeah, in. Yeah, like she's royalty. Um, Meanwhile, there's Mandy Moore, you know... Claiming to be your best friend. Yeah. We go shopping together, we do our hair together, we finish each other's sentences, and it's like, oh, Shut up, Mandy Moore. Shut up, woman. And uh, Josh finally notices Mia as well. Mm, He's all like, how you doing? And he invites her to the beach party on Saturday. So the first thing that Mia then does is go and tell Michael that she can't come to his band practice like an idiot. Mm -hmm. So it's obvious that she never thought of it as a date, basically. No, Mm. she just thought, oh, it's just like me and friends hanging out. Yeah. And at this point, like, 
I just want to bring up the music from this film because there are some really shonky like nineties pop songs going Bewitched off for all in it, time. Yeah, there's a Bewitched song at one point. Me and Kirsty spent. On. I kept saying to Kirsty though because she was obviously a massive fan of pop music at this time and every time an- another song came on in the background i kept saying do you know what this is and she hadn't a clue for any of it i think i've got it on spotify well i'm sure you have <laughs> but yeah there was one wh- which was obviously bewitched because we could tell mm-hmm. um but we she didn't know what the song was and then we looked it up and it is literally just from the princess diaries yes it's like it's, it was made for yeah mm. but it's all like it all sounds like music from earlier than it is mm-hmm. it, it sounds like all the offcuts from s club 7 yeah it's really like 1995 when yeah. this film came out in 2001 yeah, like def- it feels really dated the def- soundtrack definitely does so we've got crystal with supergirl which is on at the beginning when they're going on their um electric scooters right so when you've just met them and then there's aaron carter yeah, Kirsty said that like I've heard of Aaron Carter. I know who he is, but I would He's never have Nick known. Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, yeah. and brother. He's a bit crazy. Um, BB Mac, which I'm pretty sure. Again, I've heard of. Oh, him. I can't remember his name, but he's a television guy. I'm sure he was in that Backstreet Boys, a band called Nobody's Angel. I've never heard of Hanson. So I was thinking that maybe this is a soundtrack where American audiences would have got more out of it than Maybe. we do like many these... more did stu- stupid cupid which is coming up on yeah mm. but yeah it's all bands that i've heard of but never heard so yeah. i wonder if it was a bit more american because mm. sometimes the soundtracks are a lot more it's, knowable it's basically yes. a load of hootie and the blowfishes you know yeah we, we've not heard of them for over here yeah good reference considering uh grace is wearing a friend's t-shirt as well hootie and the blowfish yes there's a <gasps> Yes! I thought you would have got that straight away. I just It just went straight over my head that bit. They're, yes. men- they're mentioned in Friends. Yeah, mentioned in Friends. In all fairness, I've probably accidentally seen all the Friends, just by <laughs> proxy. <laughs> in second year at uni, I lived in like the downstairs room next to the living room, and I shared a house with three girls who would uh, watch Friends for about three hours every morning. So I probably... As act- they should have. As they should have. Yeah. That was my time at college and school and now when i went to uni one of my housemates was obsessed with scrubs we we watched a hell of a lot of scrubs i love scrubs it's good i like scrubs i was never a fan i I loved it back then tried to rewatch it recently because it's on amazon and can't really get into it again i think it tries to have its cake and eat it so it wants to be this really wacky funny show and wants to be really sentimental at the end and i just don't like that fair enough i think it should be one or the other have your cake and eat it, Chris. Oh. Just live a little. No. <laughs> um, so we go back home, and Mia's excited because she's going to kiss a boy. And she says she hopes her foot pops. And uh, Grace, if you want to give everyone a rundown of the foot popping theory. <laughs> so she says... As, as the girl of the situation... <laughs> And you have two legs. I have two legs, yes. <laughs> with, with feet on the ends? With feet on the ends. So she says that, you know, that in the movies when they have this big, like, kiss, you know, the lady's foot just goes up a little bit and it just kind of pops. And she says she wants that to be with this Josh guy. And her mum's just like, but isn't he really, like, mean to you? 
Mum knows what's going on. Mum yeah. knows what's going on. She's like, oh, but he's actually started to like notice me. Oh, since you've changed your style, darling. And she's just wanting... She just wants him to like her because she's liked him for so long. And it's like, he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. He's an so idiot. then we go to the beach party. Woo! Spring break! Yeah! <laughs> Which, uh, having watched Teen Beach Movie for our <laughs> decombobulated episodes, it looked exactly the same. It was very, very similar. Yeah. Lots of teenagers lounging about. Um, and there's a stage with some music going on. This is where Mandy Moore is singing Stupid Cupid. Stupid Cupid. Of course, yeah. Mandy Moore gets a musical piece. Yeah. Bloody hell. And there's like private yachts and kites being flown. It's mm-hmm. all very fancy. Um, and not a single drop of alcohol to be seen. No. And then we get a quick shot of um, Live with Lily, which is Lily's cable show, which is confusingly also called Shut Up and Listen. Mm. Like, so, is it one of the teachers as a camera operator? I think so, yeah. On a Saturday night? It's sort of... It's done at the school, isn't it? By yeah, the it's, no. broad, it's broadcast live, but it's filmed at the school like it's a school project. Yes. Yeah. Apparently anyone can watch but, locally. Yeah, but getting a teacher to work on a Saturday night, though. Yeah, That's, it's all a bit odd. You know, unless they're like having to mark powers of work because it's near towards the end of the term, it's... Yeah, I say you'd thought you'd put this on a Friday afternoon, straight after school, maybe. I can't decide if a Friday, like a Saturday night slot, is like meaning Lily is very popular because that's like prime time, or if it means everybody else is doing something better, it, so they've put her in, in the, the in, in the dead, dead zone. Yeah. yeah, in television, especially in America, Friday and Saturday nights are known as a death, death slot. Really? Yeah. Because it's prime time over here, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but, uh, but um, if you if you in America on network television, if you've got something you basically want to just want to get out there, you just dump it on a Friday or Saturday night because the theory is everyone's out anyway, so no nobody's watching. Oh, fair enough. That's why all like other popular shows go on a Thursday night, for example. Right. Because it's obviously not the weekend, but you know, I think Friends Ooh. was a Thursday night. Yeah. 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 So, because Mia hasn't turned up, um, Red-Headed Boy is on doing some magic. Yep. Told you Red-Headed was coming back. I think he liked Lily anyway. Yeah. And then we're back to the beach. So, again, you know, cutting straight from one place to another to another. Back to the beach um, for a slow dance with some very 90s boy band slow it dancing. It really was, yeah. Mm. And then the paparazzi arrive in a helicopter. So, Mia and Josh go and hide in a hut. Um, and they finally kiss... But it's not very romantic because uh, Mia's foot can't pop because it's in a netball net yes. on the floor. And she says to him, this doesn't feel right. Oh, oh, you'll like this. Okay. Um, in the shot where the paparazzi are flying over in the helicopter yeah. and all the kids are slow dancing, when the helicopter goes overhead and they all turn to look, one of the boys dancing is Zach from Gilmore Girls. <gasps> no! But obviously he won't have been credited because it wasn't a speaking role. But that's literally all you ever see of him. I will have to go through that later on tonight and find him. Yeah. Oh, hi. It's literally for like two seconds. Mm. What? Where Where was Lane? What was he doing? Slow dancing with some other girl. Well. And this would have been about the same time. 2001? Yeah, that's. I think it start, Gilmore Girls started in 2001. Yeah, but he didn't. He wasn't with Lane straight away. Well, I suppose not. We'll, we'll give him a free we'll give, pass. Yeah. Um, uh, what happened next? Oh, yeah, then... Because it's not working for them, Josh suggests that um, they have a romantic foot rub instead. 
Um, mm-hmm. But what he actually meant was her rubbing his, his feet. feet. Yeah. Because he's a dick. And then again, we cut back to mum and um, we see mum watching Lily's show. We see grandma watching Lily's show. Um, and considering that we've made up granny to be like very posh and very particular with her tea and everything, she's just sat in front of TV with just like a very normal looking mug. <laughs> like it's not it's definitely not China mug. Definitely not no. China. I did I did spot this and bring it up with Kirsty. Um and then the paparazzi are right at the hut door and Josh fucking loves it. He's excited to be on telly and tells them who he is and stuff. Mm. And as Mia runs away, the bitchy girls um get her in one of the changing things. Um as she's changing her clothes, they lift it up so that the paparazzi see Mia completely naked. Bless her. Horrible girls. Not cool. Not, not cool. Not cool, man. Um, <laughs> the note that I put was um, these days, because uh, obviously the the joke is that the paparazzi will take a picture, mm-hmm. uh, but I said that these days reporters would run a mile rather than take pictures of a teenage <laughs> girl wrapped in a, t- yeah. in a towel. 15 year old, good gracious. <laughs> so like register. Yeah, yeah, suddenly your paparazzi take pictures, so it's like police fans straight behind them chasing yeah. them as well. <laughs> Whereas in this, we actually see the pictures getting like posted on the front of like a yeah, yeah. like a uh, gossip rag or whatever. I reckon the tabloids still do that anyway. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah. Do they make it like it's her fault? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, she's like, like, oh, you're so stupid. She's and... crazy. She's wild and irresponsible. Yeah, and ill-fitting for the throne. It's like that wasn't her fault. Yeah. No, but obviously they painted it like it was. God bless her. Then we go back to the consulate um, where Mia said that she's not going to be a princess because she hates it already. Um, And Granny basically says that you can still come to the ball um, because either way she's going to have to tell people. She's going to have to tell people that she is or is not going to be a princess. She's going to have to publicly resign. Yeah. And Joe stands up for Mia. After she's left, because Granny's sort of... She has an argument with her, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah. Gives her a jolly good bollocking. And Joe basically reminds her that she's only 15. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's not supposed to know all of this stuff at this point. She's not supposed to be mature enough. And then they go back. we go back to school. Um, Lily's pissed off again. Because Isn't she, she didn't, always? Because she didn't. Tur- Mia didn't turn up. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say that this school has a fucking ice cream man. Did you spot him in this scene? <laughs> There's a guy in the corner just cracking out ice creams oh, out of a yes. soft serve. I'm not. I'm not happy with it. When it was as hot as it was yesterday, and I'm watching this school that has a resident ice cream man. It is a prep school. Yeah, yeah we just true. went to a normal. Yeah, say what? What did we get? A talk shop once, or some um, a term maybe. film club. I didn't even have one of those. Yeah, sometimes the uh, soft drinks in the cafeteria were actually cold. <laughs> Occasionally, yeah. Occasionally, if we were good. Yeah, sometimes they were handed you straight out of the crate. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Lily kind of tells Mia um, that she should, you know, be a princess, affect change, and uh, basically using her powers for good because she's got this opportunity, basically, mm-hmm. to help affect change. Um, and Mia invites Lily to the ball. Then we go back to some uh, not being good at sports by having another baseball game. Yeah. Although she smacks Josh in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> Good on her. Take that. You should have hit him in the, cur- hit him in the curtains. 
<laughs> they'll teach him. So it's 2001, man. What are you doing? If she'd hit him in the curtains, they would have actually snapped off his head because they're so like glued on. So gluey and greasy, weren't it? Oh. Yeah, it looked like Lego hair that you could literally just ping <laughs> yeah, off. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Then it cuts back to the garage slash rehearsal space. I think. Oh no, sorry. I, th- I think she's at home. She's at home. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Uh, with uh, and Joey turns up and. This uh, and she's apologetic, invites him to the ball and everything, and this time he's like, "Well, no, you, you didn't like me the first time, not in that way, anyway." So stuffier, basically, not stuffier. But this is a this is a trope of teen flicks that does my head in, which is when the when the girl slash the main character, there's a person that does fancy them that they do not notice yeah. Yeah. until. Until later on when they find out that they fancy them and then suddenly they fancy them when they find out. And they're just like, oh, oh, okay, I like them as well. Yeah, and it does my head in. It's like, you'll do. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's supposed to, all these films are supposed to have a happy ending where they end up together. And it's always a bit mu- muted by the fact that the other person just didn't, the main character didn't give a shit. This, is, this happens in all like romantic comedies. Has, has there ever yeah. been a romantic comedy where the woman at the end goes with a hottie? Or does she just go for a normal everyday guy, you know? Oh, isn't he swell? He's like my best friend. Who's who's always hot, just in a different way. Mm. But yeah. In, in a long-term relationship sort of way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Mia pays for her car, invites Mike to the ball, um, and someone says that Josh looks better in a tux. I can't remember who, but I just put zing. That's a good that's a good oh, zinger. But I can't remember who said no. it. I've just written it down. I was taking very loose notes because it's it was so hot last night. <laughs> Did you know how hot it was? It was very warm. Right. And then our next scene is at school at lunchtime. Um, and Mia's sitting next to the red-headed guy. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking about the sweater shop the other week. Yes. Um, basically, he's wearing an awful sweater shop jumper in this oh, section. Oh, is that what it is? It doesn't say the sweater shop on it, so ah. it's not a sweater. But this is... When I was trying to describe what a sweater shop jumper looked like, it's what this red-headed guy mm. was wearing. Okay. Really gross. Like, everything doesn't... It clashes with itself. Yes. It's, it's like all different carpet. colours. Yes, that is exactly right. Yeah. A carpet shirt. California's way to, like... Some kids, like, wearing these very thick sweaters and then the literally kid next to them is eating ice cream. Yeah. Because then they Mia throws ice cream at a cheerleader, essentially. Well, yeah, she throws it at Mandy Moore, doesn't she? She massages it into her tits. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a bit odd. <laughs> bit erotic. She gets a bit manhandly. Um, she deserved it, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I would have smacked her. Uh, nice verb as well. Apparently Mandy has got coned. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we go back home again, and Grandma turns up, and she gives Mia a book from her daddy, and this is The Princess Diary! Yes! With, like, 20 minutes of the film left, we finally okay, reference back to the film's title. Yes. I didn't actually go far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, it's just a big journal from Dad, and the locket from earlier is the key. No, I was just wondering why didn't... Mum hand this to her earlier on when she got to find out about everything. Why wait till now? 
That's plot. a good point. Also, <laughs> yeah, and also, <laughs> earlier in the film, Granny hands her the locket, so why didn't she also hand the book over at the same time? Yeah. yeah. And then we could have had Mia's inner monologue throughout the film mm-hmm. as she's writing the diary, yeah. and then it would make more... Anyway, it doesn't make sense why she's... If this is my diary, the princess also has more than one diary, hence the princess diaries. Yeah, that's the point. It's princess diaries plural, and we've got one book. Yeah. Like, yes. Um... Um, Granny kind of tries to say that she'd be a good princess and she's just like, nah, nah, I wouldn't. Mm. Granny leaves. Mia goes to put the move the book and a letter falls out. Um, and the cat sits on it. Oh, Fat so, Louie. Oh, we've not talked about Fat Louie, have we? Yeah, she's got a cat, by the way. <laughs> Best bit of a film. But she's yeah. I love cats. So, yeah. And it's like they're setting up for some tension of like a letter that's not going to end up getting read and that it'll come in important later. But no, she instantly just sees it and picks it up. Picks it yeah. up so there was no point. Like yeah. she might as well just open the book and it be there. Like yeah. we didn't need this tension that doesn't go anywhere. And it's a letter from Dad, and it is super wanky and pretentious. <laughs> like it's waffling, like it's a Shakespeare sonnet. Like I can't even remember what it was about. No, I can't remember. And, and as a diehard a, fan, yeah, as a being royalty is very good. You should try it. I think he's. I think he says something like "my dear Mia" or something <laughs> like that. And well, the the very end of the letter is the bit that you're supposed to remember because then it's almost like a P.S. I love your mum. Like <laughs> it, it goes from this really like flowy, wanky dialogue, mm. and then he ends with "by the way, I still love your mother," <laughs> which I just thought was like really. That's that's the bit you're supposed to take away from this mm. letter. Um, P.S. Yeah, sorry about lack of child support payments. Yeah, especially since I'm royalty. <laughs> I think he paid for a prep school, I think. I, I've kind of assumed that's the case, because yeah. she does go to a post school and have a destitute uh, artist I, for I, a I'm mother. Not, yeah, she's just like an artist. Uh, of a massive firehouse. That's got to be him as well. Unless it was probably sold off pretty cheap, to be fair. Yeah. Like, mm. My mum just did it up over the years, probably. Oh, yeah, it is different over there, you know. Anyway, yeah. Then, <clears throat> it's finally the ball. But Mia's running late. It's raining. Her car's roof won't go up. Yep. She's wearing a hoodie. Uh, so she's going to get very wet. And at this point, I just suddenly thought, why is the consulate for a country in San Francisco? I don't know where this thought came from and why now. Um, You'd think it would be in either the in- capital city or New York or somewhere big. But no. Why is the, ca- why is the consulate for a country... In Maybe San Francisco. It's such a tiny country, and <laughs> that was the, is there that they just got a building. That was the nicest place they could afford. And they were yeah. just like, oh, we'll go for this one. <laughs> I, I don't think necessarily it has to be, everyone has to be in one con- one city. I know they don't have to be in it. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, it's just like a random, we'll have it in San Francisco. Why not? Here we go. Okay, so I can answer this one. Because a lot of countries, going by this one example of China, there are five different consulates in America, including San Francisco. Oh, la la. So Washington, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Houston. So so San Fran's probably like the holiday consulate. Yes. (laughs) When you need a little day out, you go down there. Right. Fair enough. There we are. Now we know. This is an educational podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Mia gets Mikey a pizza delivered which says sorry on it in M&M's yes! 
so lovely. I don't know about that. You know, the M&M's. To some people, like putting pineapple sorry on it, wouldn't it? <laughs> Not that I'm against pineapple on pizza, but many I'd, people are. I'd rather have pineapple than M&M's. I, I, I would, mm, yes. Yeah, same here. I would. We were watching um, on FB earlier, weren't we? Kids eating uh, food from Disney movies. Yes. Oh, yes. They should have had an M&M pizza. They should have done. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's done. on the next Instead one. Instead of just the Pizza Planet pizza. Yeah. And then, yes, we get we go back to the ball. Queen's looking really lovely in a nice gold dress. Yes, she's looking very pretty. Pete Julie Andrews, I thought. Like, she was pulling it off right well. She was. She was. So, yeah, car, um, Mia's car's been broken down on one of the hills, so Joe has to come and rescue her. After she lays her uh, in an open roof while it's pissing it down, feeling mm-hmm. sorry for yeah. herself. There was um, a film trope that shouldn't have been here, which I really... <laughs> found really awkward, which is the trope of a woman being rescued in the rain by her lover. Like, it's dark and rainy, Joe turns up in yeah. the middle of the night and saves her, and I literally turned to Kirsty at the time and was like, they're going to snog now. <laughs> it was very like a One Tree Hill sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, but obviously... Where kissing in the rain, but obviously it was very much a bit of a father... Fig, yeah. Figure saving the daughter, sort of. So they didn't snog, but no. the, the no, way it was shot specifically looked like it. In another film, it would have happened. No, no nonsense in this film. No, no nonsense here. <laughs> no nonsense. <laughs> then the. Oh dear! <laughs> Disney film guys. It wouldn't be the first time in the show. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Um, then they finally arrive and she's looking all wet and horrible in a hoodie and stuff. And the paparazzi is spinning it that she's got like a grunge look. Yeah. Which, I mean, to be fair, she looks fine. Like She just looks a little damp. Yeah. Mm. And she goes to give a speech. And obviously earlier in the film we've established that she's not very good at giving speeches. But she is. Yeah. She gives a good one. Yeah, she does I think she's grown up and... Yeah. Uh, no threat of chundering or anything, she just gets on with it. Yeah, she starts very dignified, um, but she does get a bit bit 15-year-old in the middle and gets a bit like this, like so this, la la, blah, blah. Mm. But um, but then uh, by the end, Mary Poppins is very proud of her. Yes. Um, Lily cries. She gets a tiara on and mm. a cloaky thing. She looks lovely. They get Paolo in to fancy her up for the final number. Yep. Um, and then she dances with Michael. Can we talk about the awful, the awful national anthem? <laughs> yeah. Genovia, Genovia, Condoman. <laughs> which, is sung, which is sung by Genovia's prime minister. And the whole time I'm thinking, why is she fretting so much about being a princess of a country that has its own government anyway? Yeah. Like, all she has to do is sit there. Hello. Like, that's all royalty does, isn't it? Hello. Yeah. It's not like she's going to do that much otherwise. But yeah, whatever. So, after so we do the dance and all that lot. Oh, and she does a little leg pop. When when she they kiss by they a fountain. What they say at yeah. the end, though, is that cute when it, it was... Oh, it was like, well, why me? And she's like, because you noticed me when no one else did. And it was... Oh! She looked pretty. He's very handsome. His hair's all like... Like gelled back a bit, and he's making his eyes pop. Oh, he's got very nice mutton chops for a fifteen-year-old. Yes, <laughs> yes. There was some great bushy sideburns there. Probably turns out the actor was forty-five when he did the role. <laughs> Probably. 
Yeah, and then we have a party we at the end. At the Everyone's end. just dancing nice. Um, and we finally, at the very end, <laughs> yeah. we get a diary. <laughs> no, I, I was going to point out another thing. So, so we've been on about all along this country of Jandovia. Yeah. And we've never actually been there. We don't know what it looks like or anything. Oh, and then in the very last shot, yeah. get, um, oh, oh, it's a castle. They're flying over Genovia in a private jet, and uh, is it Joe says, "Look yeah. out the window, there's Genovia," and it's just a little um, country house in England somewhere. Yeah. It's a field with a castle there, it's and it's ca- like, oh, all right, fine. Is that like, it? like Genovia population twenty three. Yeah. Um, oh, was it after all this stress? Was this it? You know. So there's only like over the very final scene, we see Mia writing in her journal, and we get some like she's voiceover talking about her life, kind of thing. So by the very end of the film, we have a princess diary. Yes. Yep. But not diaries. Not diaries. No. End of film. End of film. Hmm. <laughs> Right. Final thoughts. Guest first. So I think we can guess. What... I just love it. It's such like a feel good. You don't have to take it seriously and and things. You can forget about like, oh, you've only just seen like it's a tiny country, blah blah blah, blah and and things. It's just like such a, a feel good, cutesy film, and Anne Hathaway's really cute in it, and Robert Schwartzman's really cute in it, and Julie Andrews <laughs> is just. Julie Andrews. It's just lovely. I love the film. I think it's ace. I've Fair never enough. seen the second one. Never seen the second one. That's got Chris Pine in it. Oh, Captain Kirk. Okay. Um, that changes things up a bit. And apparently, from what I remember reading, they asked for uh, Robert to come back to play Michael, but because he was touring with his band Rooney, he wasn't able to do it, so that's why they, they changed it a bit and got Chris Pine involved, and right. he's like a prince. Okay. So, I've never seen the second one, and but there's rooms of a third. And obviously, we all know Schwartzman's band so well, he obviously made the right choice by continuing I've to tour. C- I've got their CDs, he's touring currently now. Oh, all right, fair it is, all right. Seriously, you should listen to them, they're really good. They've actually been in an episode of The OC. Okay, well, I'll send you a link to um, my Pick a Disc episode, and you can send me a link to that. Yes, I will. Chris, what did you think of this? Um, yeah, um... I really enjoyed this in the end. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, in all fairness, especially after, you know, you watch The Parent Trap and it's sort of like got that same sort of pacing about it and it's all about rich people, rich people's problems. Um, But I found Mia especially very likeable and I thought, you know, as a result, the film zips along very nicely um, obviously, I didn't find it as cute and as adorable as uh, as Grace did, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I say yeah, probably the biggest surprise of this podcast so far, if I'm being honest. Okay, cool. Oh, right. like, like I said, I saw I'm that convert. <laughs> like I said, when I started watching it, I thought, oh, an hour fifty-five. Okay, in this heat wave as well. Like, <laughs> but you know what? It zipped through very nicely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What did you think, Tim? Well, not to be a Debbie Downer or anything. Oh, <laughs> hissing on my bonfire. It was fine. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, I. It's I, not your sort of film, to be fair. It was enjoyable enough. Mm-hmm. I thought. I always. 
find it annoying when a film is as long as this and is as sort of okay as this. I feel like if you've got a longer runtime, that's when you can develop things a bit more. You, you wanted a car chase in this, didn't oh, you? Yeah, there was no fucking car chase. No, <laughs> Nobody got shot. <laughs> Disney! Um, there were no robots flying around in space. I mean... As we've all said, Julie Andrews is bloody amazing in this film. Mm-hmm. Like you can't imagine that role going to anybody else. Oh God, no! I know. God, look, no! Looking at IMDb, they were saying who they'd thought of, and it's just like, well, no. Like it's it's always going to have been Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Um, she does an absolutely mega performance. Anne Hathaway. I think was this her first. I role? think so. One of her, yeah. definitely one of her first. Because I know um, Ella Enchanted was around the same time. Yeah, um, and I think she does amazing as well. Like you can see why she's gone on to bigger things from here. I just feel like things could have been a l- little bit more developed. I didn't find any very much particularly funny. But as I say, it was it was fine. I didn't hate it in, in any way. Um, my my biggest criticism, oh. which is that Michael as a character is so underdeveloped. And I know yes. I know he's supposed to be you know the romantic mm. um, kind of prize to be won. But we we probably hear about. 20 words from him in the whole film he is literally just eye candy in this film which is a bit annoying and i know you know often we get it the other way around where it's the girl that's eye candy so at least you know it's a bit of a role reversal in that sense but mm. you had more from about the character of josh yeah yeah josh is more fleshed out than michael in this film and he's the one that you know is, was he the older brother to Lily, or was he? Because this is what I always think as well. I'm like, is he a twin to Lily, or is he like a year older? It's usually the boy that's older in these things. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. Or, but they could be a twin. It's never really said. No, is it's it? never really said. It's just like I want to know these things. <laughs> okay, so scores on the doors. How many gems out of ten are we giving this? Just so you know, Grace, you can give half gems if you want i, I chris, don't agree with this. chris doesn't agree but no. i've i've brought my uh gem cutting equipment with me <laughs> over here so if there's anything that's too big that you want to shrink down we can do well, it's like so, a hatchet to me so <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna feel like it when you hear it yep okay so grace as guest you can go first with your score i out would 10. give it a seven and a half gems okay right chris so you're gonna divide this by three times by two to get the average. That's, for yeah, we're gonna get the average since we've got an extra person. Yeah. Okay then, I'm gonna give it a seven point three five. Oh, you prick! No, I'm not. No, <laughs> uh, I'll go for a seven. I think. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think it was very decent. Not top tier that we've seen so far. In all fairness, but like I said, a lot better than what I thought it would be. So. Okay, well, I've just written down t- so I can prove it. Look, I put <gasps> seven and a half as well. Oh, and you had more criticism. I know, like that's what I mean. Like I did like it. Mm. It, it was just it could have been better, which yeah. is which is reflected in my score. God damn it! And we all kind of went for the same. Yeah, so. yeah. good. I, I I didn't bullshit with half ratings. So you should commit to those right, seven. Okay. Damn it. Let's do some maths quickly. It's 14. All right. Chris is even quicker than me. So, yeah, that's 14 out of 20. So, it's not too bad. I haven't got the leaderboard with me, so I can't uh, give it... I reckon it's about... It's quite... Fifth. I think it's higher than that, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, that was it. That's, uh, That's the Princess Diaries. 
Thank you very much for joining it's us okay, this week. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Where can people find you on the internet if you if they want to, or do you not want that? Oh, I can't, rem- I can't even remember my Twitter handle. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. I can never. Whenever I'm trying to tag you in anything, I can't remember it. Mm. At Parent Truck Four One One. Okay, then I am on my Twitter page. So at, I am at Genovia Fan <laughs> Sixty Nine. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I am Sorry. at lighting nine one zero because I go. couldn't have lightning. Really? Yeah. Oh. So lighting nine one zero. And where can people find Chris? Everyone can find me on Twitter at kidswol. That's S W O L. And where can we find you, Tim, this week? <laughs> <laughs> so my personal Twitter is timblesrh. Did I get it right way around yes, this time? Yes, yeah, that I is did. correct. <laughs> um, and as we've said earlier, the new Twitter for this podcast is Podwam, which is P-O-D-W-A-M. And we are also on Instagram if you want pictures of my cat, which is at Without a Mouse. Oh, what, shit, Chris, What what's the next film? Oh, yes, of course, I've got a... So, yeah, it, it, Grace technically took my turn, so it's your turn Thank now. you, you're, you're welcome. Thank you. I like to let other people pick, because then I can't be held responsible for what they pick. Oh, yes, that's true. It's still your fault, though. <laughs> you enjoyed it? Sure. Yes, I'm a fan, I'm a fan. So, my next film, I picked about ten minutes before we started recording. <laughs> As is tradition. And I'd thought that I'd be the one that would take us back to the beginning of it. Uh-oh. So, I believe I've got the film correct, so it's the next film after the Computer War Tennis Shoes. Oh, we're going for our first sequel? We are, yes. We're going for Now You See Me, Now You Don't. Okay. Starring Kurt Russell. Starring Kurt Russell. As Dexter What's-His-Face. As Dexter What's-His-Face, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, well, do you know what? I was thinking that my next film choice might be a sequel as well to something we'd watched. Okay. There we go. Sequel Fest 2019 is underway. So we'll see everybody in two weeks' time for... Now Now you see me, me, now now you you don't. don't. I'd already forgotten. (laughs) Right, bye. Now now you're listening, now you're not. (laughs) Without a Mouse is part of the We Made This Podcast Network. Logo by Chris House. Theme tunes by Ether Orr. Mm-hmm.